The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This is the London Visited Podcast on your favourite podcast provider, bringing to you the facts, history and information about different parts of this great capital. If you have been to London, are planning on visiting, live here or just love London from afar, then this is the podcast for you. Hi, I'm Steve and welcome to our podcast. We're here for all things London and to tell you more about some of the iconic places and people in London's history. In this episode, we go to Regent's Park, another one of the great royal parks in London. Don't forget to visit and subscribe to our YouTube channel, London Visited, to see videos covering this place and so many others across London. Also, if you love the podcast and the channel, why not join us as a member? Join our group of what we like to call our London Visited Crown Jewels, where there are many different benefits, including a members-only monthly podcast. Have a look by going to patreon.com forward slash London Visited. And now to this week's podcast. Regent's Park, officially known as The Regent's Park, is one of the royal parks in London. It occupies the high ground in northwest inner London, administratively between the city of Westminster and the borough of Camden. Historically, it was between Marylebone and St Pancras parishes. In addition to its large central parkland and ornamental lake, it contains various structures and organisations, both public and private, generally on its periphery, including the Regent's University and London Zoo. What is now Regent's Park came into possession of the Crown upon the dissolution of the monasteries in the 1500s and it was used for hunting and tenant fishing. In the 1810s, the Prince Regent proposed turning it into a pleasure garden. The park was designed by John Nash and James and Demetrius Burton. Its construction was financed privately by James Burton after the Crown estate rescinded its pledge to do so and included development on the periphery of townhouses and expensive terraced dwellings. The park is Grade 1 listed on the Register of Historic Parks and Gardens. The park has an outer ring called the Outer Circle of 4.45 kilometres and an inner ring road called the Inner Circle, which is 1 kilometre, which surrounds the most carefully tinted two section of the park, Queen Mary's Gardens. Apart from two link roads between these two, the park is reserved for pedestrians, with the exception of the Broadwalk between Chester Road and the Outer Circle, which is a shared use path. The South East and most of the west side of the park are lined with elegant white staccato terraces of houses designed by John Nash and Demetrius Burton. Running through the northern end of the park is the Regent's Canal, which connects the Grand Union Canal to London historic docks. The 166-hectare, 410-acre park is mainly open parkland, with a wide range of facilities and amenities, including gardens, a lake with a heronry, waterfowl and a boating area, sports pitches, children's playgrounds, The northern side of the park is the home of the London Zoo and headquarters of the Zoological Society of London. There are several public gardens with flowers and specimen plants, including Queen Mary's Gardens in the Inner Circle, in which the open-air theatre stands, the formal Italian gardens and adjacent informal English gardens in the southeast corner of the park, and the gardens of St John's Lodges. Winfield House, the official residence of the US Ambassador to the United Kingdom, stands in private grounds in the western section of the park, near to the capital's first large mosque. South of the Inner Circle is dominated by Regents University London, home of the European Business School, Regents American College London, 
and the Webster Graduate School, among others. Abutting the northern side of the Regent's Park is Primrose Hill, another open space which, with a height of 64 metres, has a clear view of central London to the southeast, as well as Belsize Park and Hampstead to the north. Primrose Hill is also the name given to the immediately surrounding district. The public areas of Regent's Park are managed by the Royal Parks, a charity. The Crown Estate Paving Commission is responsible for managing certain aspects of the built environment of Regent's Park. The park lays within the boundaries of the City of Westminster and the London Borough of Camden, but those authorities only have peripheral input to the management of the park. The Crown Estate owns the freehold of Regent's Park. In the Middle Ages, the land was part of the Manor of Tyburn, acquired by Barking Abbey. The 1530s dissolution of the monasteries meant Henry VIII appropriated it, under that statutory forfeiture, with minor compensation schemes. It has been state property since. It was set aside as a hunting and fishery park, Marylebone Park, from that dissolution until 1649, after which it was let as small holdings for hay and dairy produce. Although the park was initially the idea of the Prince Regent and was named for him, James Burton, the preeminent London property developer, was responsible for the social and financial patronage of the majority of John Nash's London designs and for their construction. Architectural scholar Guy Williams has written, John Nash relied on James Burton for moral and financial support in his great enterprises. Demetrius has shown precocious talent as a draftsman and as an exponent of the classical style. John Nash needed the son's aid as well as the father's. Subsequent to the Crown Estate's refusal to finance them, James Burton agreed to personally finance the construction projects of John Nash at Regent's Park, which he had already been commissioned to construct. Consequently, in 1816, Burton purchased many of the leases of the proposed terraces around and proposed villas within Regent's Park. And in 1817, Burton purchased the leases of five of the largest blocks on Regent Street. The first property to be constructed in or around Regent's Park by Burton was his own mansion, the Holm, which was designed by his son, Demetrius Burton, and completed in 1818. Burton's extensive financial involvement effectively guaranteed the success of the project. In return, Nash agreed to promote the career of Demetrius Burton. Such were James's Burton's contributions to the project that the commissioners of Wood described James, not Nash, as the architect of Regent's Park. Contrary to popular belief, the dominant architectural influence in many of Regent's Park's projects include Cornwall Terrace, York Terrace, Chester Terrace, Clarence Terrace, and the villas of the Inner Circle, all of which were constructed by James Burton's company. Was Demetrius Burton, not John Nash, who was appointed architectural overseer for Demetrius's projects? To the chagrin of Nash, Demetrius largely disregarded his advice and developed the terraces according to his own style, to the extent that Nash sought the demolition and complete rebuild of Chester Terrace, but in vain. Demetrius's terraces were built by his father James. The Regent's Park scheme was integrated with other schemes built for the Prince Regent by the triplets of Nash, James Burton and Demetrius Burton. These included Regent Street and Carlton House Terrace in a grand sweep of town planning stretching from St James's Park to Primrose Hill. The scheme is considered one of the first examples of garden suburb and continues to influence the design of suburbs. The park was first opened to the general public in 1835, initially for two days a week. The 1831 diary of William Copeland Asbury describes in detail his daily walks in and around the park with references to the zoo, the canal and surrounding streets, as well as features of daily life in the area. On the 15th of January 1867, 40 people died when the ice cover on the boating lake collapsed and over 200 people plunged into the lake. The lake was subsequently drained and its depth reduced to 4 feet before being reopened to the public.
Late in 1916, the Home Postal Depot, Royal Engineers, moved into the purpose-built wooden building, 200,000 square feet on Chester Road, Regent's Park. This new facility contained the depot's administration offices, a large parcel office and a letter office, these last two previously being at the Mount Pleasant Mail Centre. His Majesty King George V and Her Majesty Queen Mary visited the depot on the 11th of December 1916. The depot vacated the premises in early 1920. Queen Mary's gardens in the inner circle were created in the 1930s, bringing that part of the park into use by the general public for the first time. The site had originally been used as a plant nursery and had later been leased to the Royal Botanic Society. In July 1982, an IRA bomb was detonated at the bandstand, killing seven soldiers. The sports pitches, which had been relayed with inadequate drainage after the Second World War, were relayed between 2002 and 2004, and in 2005, a new sports pavilion was constructed. On the 7th of July 2006, the park held an event for people to remember the events of the 7th of July 2005 London bombings. Members of the public placed mosaic tiles onto seven purple petals. Later, bereaved family members laid yellow tiles in the centre to finish the mosaic. Sports are played in the park, including cycling, tennis, netball, athletics, cricket, softball, rounders, football, hockey, Australian rules football, rugby, ultimate frisbee, and running. Belsize Park Rugby Football Club play their home games in the park. There are three playgrounds and there is boating on the lake. Sports take place in an area called the Northern Parkland and are centred on the hub. This pavilion and underground changing rooms was designed by David Morley Architects and Price and Myers Engineers and opened by Queen Elizabeth II in 2005. It won the iStructure Award for Community or Residential Structures in 2006. The outer circle is used by road cyclists. One circuit is 4.45 kilometers. A number of amateur cycling clubs that meet regularly to complete laps of the outer circle for exercise and leisure. Prominent clubs include Regent's Park Rulers, RPR, London Barouders, LBCC, Islington Cycle Club, ICC, Cycle Club London, CCL, Rafa Cycle Club, RCC. Many cyclists track and log their rides using the online social network site Strava. As of January 2018, some 22,000 cyclists had completed and logged 1.6 minute laps of the park using the Strava app. In 2015, Regent's Park Cyclists was formed to represent the interests of cyclists and cycling clubs that use the inner and outer circle. The park was scheduled to play a role in the 2012 Summer Olympics, hosting the baseball and softball events, but these sports were dropped from the Olympic program, with effect from 2012. The Olympic cycling road race was supposed to go through Regent's Park, as was the cycling road race in the 2012 Summer Paralympics, but the routes were changed. The neoclassical terraces are grand examples of the English townhouse. Sometimes they are collectively known as the Nash Terraces, but other architects contributed. Clockwise from the north they are Gloucester Gate, a terrace of 11 houses designed by Nash and built by Richard Mott in 1827. Cumberland Terrace, designed by Nash and built by William Monford Nurse in 1826. Chester Terrace, the longest facade in the park, designed by Nash and Demetrius Burton, was built by James Burton in 1825. Cambridge Terrace, designed by Nash and built by Richard Mott in 1825. Cambridge Gate was added in 1876 to 1880. York Terrace, designed by Nash and Demetrius Burton, the eastern half built by James Burton and the western half built by William Monford Nurse. Cornwall Terrace, consists of 19 houses designed by Demetrius Burton and built by James Burton. Clarence Terrace, 
the smallest terrace designed by Demetrius Burton. Sussex Place, originally 26 houses designed by Nash and built by William Smith in 1822-1823, rebuilt in the 1960s behind the original facade to house the London Business School. Hanover Terrace, designed by Nash in 1822 and built by John Meckle Aitkins. Kent Terrace, designed by Nash and built by William Smith in 1827. Immediately south of the park are Park Square and Park Crescent, also designed by Nash. Nine villas were built in the park. There follows a list of their names as shown on the Christopher and John Greenwood's map of London from 1830 with details of their subsequent fates. Close to the western and northern edges of the park, Hartford Villa, later known as St Dunstan's, rebuilt as Winfield House in the 1930s and now the American ambassador's residence with the second largest private garden in London after the Queen's Garden at Buckingham Palace. Nuffield Lodge, a private residence currently owned by the Oman royal family and previously owned by Robert Holmes at a court. Nuffield Lodge is said to have one of the largest gardens in central London after Buckingham Palace and Winfield House. The garden runs along the edge of the Regent's Canal. Hanover Lodge, a private residence recently in 2007 and the subject of a court case won by Westminster City Council against the architect Quinlan Terry and contractor Water Lily and Co. The rule that two Grade II listed buildings had illegally been demolished while the property was leased to the Conservative peer Lord Bagri. Albany Cottage, demolished, site now occupied by the London Central Mosque. Holford House, built in 1832 north of Hartford House. It was the largest of the villas at the time. From 1856, it was occupied by Regent's Park College, which subsequently moved to Oxford in 1927. In 1944, Holford House was destroyed when a bomb was dropped on it during World War II, demolished in 1948. Between 1988 and 2004, six new villas were built by the Crown Estate and property developers at the northwestern edge of the park, between the Outer Circle and the Regent's Canal. They were designed by the English neoclassical architect Quinlan Terry, who designed each house in a different classical style, intended to be representative of the variety of classical architecture, naming them the Veneto Villa, Doric Villa, Corinthian Villa, Ionic Villa, Gothic Villa, and the Regency Villa, respectively. Around the Inner Circle, St John's Lodge, a private residence, Brunei Royal Family, but part of its garden designed by Colvin and Mograde, landscape architects in 1994, is open to the public. St John's Lodge was the first villa to be constructed in the park by John Rafford. The Holb, a private residence, Saudi Royal Family, but its garden is open several days a year via the National Garden Scheme. It has been described as one of the most desirable private homes in London by architectural scholar Guy Williams and as a definition of Western civilization in a single view by architectural critic Ian Nunn. The Holm was the second villa to be built in Regent's Park. South Villa, site of the George Bishop's Observatory, which closed when its owner died in 1861. Instruments and dome moved to Meadowbank, Twickenham in 1863. Regent's University London now stands on the site, one of the two largest groups of buildings in the park alongside London Zoo. Regent's University London has had its campus just southwest of the Inner Circle. Previously, it was home to Bedford College, close to the eastern edge of the park. Sir Herbert Taylor's villa, demolished. Site now part of the open parkland. He was the master of St. Catherine's Hospital when it was based at Regent's Park. The International Students' House, London, and the Diorama, 18 Park Square East, opened in 1823 and closed in 1852, a forerunner of the cinema. Park Crescent's breathtaking facades by John Nash have been preserved, although the interiors were rebuilt as offices in the 1960s. The Camden Green Fair is also held in Regent's Park, 
as part of an ongoing effort to encourage citizens of London to go green. The fountain erected through the gift of Kozawai Ready Money is on the Broadwalk between Chester Road and the Outer Circle. There are five underground stations located on or near the edges of Regent's Park, which are Regent's Park, Baker Street, Grey Portland Street, Warren Street, and also Marylebone. So, I hope you've enjoyed our look at Regent's Park, which certainly has some history and it has also some fine architecture and also some villas. And who would have known that second only to Buckingham Palace were some of the gardens in some of these villas here? If you'd like to make contact with us or suggest any places you'd like us to feature in future podcasts, you can let me know through our website, which is londonvisited.co.uk, or through social media. It's that easy. Thanks for listening, and really hope you enjoyed our podcast, and we'll see you soon on the next one. Bye! Thanks for listening, and please don't forget to subscribe to get more shows direct to your device. Also, why not visit our London Visited YouTube channel to get even more of London. Catch you soon on the next one.